This is one of those very special mornings that I'm not shy to ask of something from you. What do I want from you this morning? I want us to show each other in a very special way the joy of the resurrection. This is what I want you to do now. We're all now going to stand, not a handshake. I want you to give a hug to no less than three persons, in fact, less five persons. <laughs> and you're going to tell the person he has a reason. Can we all please stand, hug no less than five persons, and say to the person his reason? He's in this. Jesus a clap offering. Just put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. All right, be seated. Be seated. Thank you. Thank you. And so my prayer with us this morning is that the joy we've all shared with each other will remain permanent and abundant in our hearts all the days of our lives. Can I hear the church say amen? Amen. The Lord indeed has risen. <laughs> so today is Easter Sunday morning, and we rejoice with Catholics, Christians all over the world, thanking the Lord Jesus for this special day of the resurrection. Even the decorations of our altar is a testimony of what we are celebrating this morning. Look around. Beautiful flowers. The one that caught my attention is this bouquet. And I think there's another, another one over there. If you take a close look at that bouquet, you're going to discover that there are so many stems of flowers. But the beauty... Looks like I sucked up all the power in the house. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You can see so many stems of flowers. Each stem has got its unique beauty. But the beauty of the bouquet is in the totality of the flowers. The beauty of the bouquet is not simply in the mere arrangement of flowers in the bucket. When the florist throws in different flowers, that is not where the beauty is. The beauty is in your eyes and in my eyes. That's why sometimes they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What do they mean by that? It is about the perception. It's when you look at it. Your mind triggers to you and you say, whoa, this is beautiful. 
That is the power of faith we have in the resurrection. Our salvation is like a bouquet of flowers. Our salvation economy is like these bouquets of flowers. Yes, you can look at each term in its isolation. It's still beautiful. But if you want to look at the totality, what some people would say, the big picture, then you've got to have faith to perceive, to look, and to believe. In that salvation economy that is the bouquet we have around us, there is a Good Friday, the most painful of the stems of the flowers. It was a day of terror. It was a reign of terror. In fact, if you read Mark chapter 14, verse 15, there's this story that catches my attention. A young man who was following Jesus at a distance and the soldiers grabbed him by his linen, guess what he did? He abandoned it with the soldiers and he ran as fast as he could because that was a day of terror. But, like we say in our creed, I believe that he took flesh, suffered, died, buried, but on the third day, he rose from the dead. And that's what we celebrate this morning, the power of the resurrection, the power to be able to see the beauty of everything in totality. You know, speaking about the power of the resurrection and the power of faith to see everything, it reminds me of this parishioner who shared her story with me a few years ago. You know how sometimes you see people in church, you know them, but you don't exactly know them. That was how it was with, between me and this parishioner. I used to see her every Sunday, and I was like, hey, 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 hey. And so this day, for some reason, we just started talking. And she told me her story that has remained with me for a long time. She told me that for no reason, suddenly, her husband for 25 years just walked away from the marriage. But she said that wasn't even what pained her so much, that the husband moved away and went to live with another woman. And she said it was as if she was ripped apart. She said she was mad, mad with everybody, mad even with God. She said for, for quite a while she couldn't bring herself to go to church. And sometimes when she reluctantly dragged herself to church and the priest says, peace be with you, she's like, what peace? What peace? That was how mad she was with God. She felt humiliated. She felt mistreated. That after 25 years, that was the kind of treatment she was getting. Incidentally, according to her, that second marriage didn't last very long. Within a few months, it fell apart. But unfortunately, 
Not so long after that second marriage broke apart, the head husband became sick, very sick. And now she told me something that made my jaw drop. She said she had to go from her house every morning to where the man lived all by himself and cared for him, looked after him. And I said to her, you did that? How could you do that? With all that he did to you, how were you able to do that? And she just looked at me and said, well, Father, aren't you people the ones who tell us that if you love those who love you, what reward is that for you? At that point, I said to her, you know what? If I were the Pope, I would canonize you right now. <laughs> I do know that all of us may have stories like this, sometimes in your marriage, in your family, in your personal life, where you struggle, you have pains, you have disappointments, people you love sometimes may have betrayed you, and you now struggling to look at the beauty of the entire picture, this is where the power of the resurrection comes in. And that is what we celebrate today. And that is so awesome. And it is so beautiful. Now, for 50 days from now, we're going to be talking about the resurrection. So I'm not going to hold you for too long. I just want to reduce the lessons for today into three main lessons. And these are the things I want us to hold firmly in our hearts this morning. Number one, the empty tomb. If you read the accounts of the Gospels, one of the proofs that Jesus is risen is the empty tomb. You remember when they crucified him and he died on Good Friday? They buried him in a tomb, and a huge rock was used to cover the tomb. And soldiers were placed to guard the tomb. But on Easter morning, he rose from the dead. And an empty tomb is the sign that he has risen. Now think about it. Is it not paradoxical that an empty tomb becomes the sign of risen life? Is it not a paradox that an empty tomb becomes the sign of a new life in Christ? And that's something for me to think about and something for you to think about. Especially in a culture that is highly materialistic. I want my tomb to be filled with a lot of stuff. We want stuff. I want my mansion. We want good houses. We want good cars. In a culture that becomes highly materialistic, we are reminded that the sign of a risen life is an empty tomb. And so what it means for us this morning is the need to empty our hearts and allow the power of the resurrection to come. Experiencing the risen Christ means that I've got to empty myself a little bit and allow the risen Lord to come in. 
Number two, John tells us in his account that the burial cloth was rolled up in a separate place. The image of the burial cloth is that image of pain, of depression. The image of the burial cloth is the image of sickness and all the struggles sometimes we have to go through in life. But look at what happens. That very instrument of death and shame has been rolled up in Christ Jesus. That's what you have with you this morning. That our struggles has been rolled up. Our frustrations has been rolled up in the power of the risen Christ. And finally, number three. Matthew's account tells us that Jesus, after he rose from the dead, sends a message through Mary of Magdala to his brother, to his disciples, and he says to them, go to Galilee, and there you will see me. Why Galilee? What is the purpose of Galilee? What is the image of Galilee? Galilee is where it all started. Galilee is their normal, ordinary, daily lives. And Jesus says to them, you go back to your daily life, I will be before you. Go back home to your families, I will lead you. Go back to your normal life, and I will be before you. Because I am the Lord, and I am your Savior. And so because he lives, as his song will say, we have the confidence to go back to our galleries. In fact, I just mentioned that song, and I love that song a lot. Some of you may have heard it. It says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives. All fear is gone Because I know He holds the future And life is worth the living Just because He lives As you return to your Galilee this morning May you continue to experience the peace of Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. As we all return to the galleries of our lives, may the Lord continue to strengthen you. May you continue to experience the power of the resurrection because he is our Lord and he is our God.